0: A reading from Proverbs Wisdom has built her house. She has set up her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. She has sent out her maids to call from the highest places in town. Whoever is sinful, let him turn in here. To him who is without sense, she says, Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave simpleness, and live, and walk in the way of insight. The word of the Lord.
1: reading from Ephesians. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, always and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. The word of the Lord. Thanks. Thanks.
2: be with you. The Holy Gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, according to St. John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews, therefore, strove among themselves, saying, As a living Father hath sent me, and I live by the Father. So he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. This is a bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. O Lord, that thy word only may be spoken, and thy word only may be received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. I think sometimes we Christians get it wrong, or rather we Christians assume things we ought not assume such as the thought that the world at large is Christian, or that Christians have a privileged and foundational place within that world. As an avid fan of the game of rugby, and for some of you international soccer fans, there's a peripheral benefit that comes from following these games. Now, I've already told you once about some of the rugby hymns and songs that are sung at the games Like the Welch, who have as their fight song, Bread of Heaven, or Guide Me, O Thou Great Jehovah. The Welch take into themselves a hymn that asks God's protection for pilgrims through a barren land. The Welch take upon themselves a hymn that asks God to feed them spiritually and eternally. Give us that bread always. Well, today, as any true rugby fan, I ask us to consider another great rugby anthem. And today's is that of the English National Rugby Team who uses from time to time, when they don't sing Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, the National Hymn of England. Jerusalem, it is called. Now, for those of you who are not rugby fans, and I don't know why there would be anyone who's not a rugby fan, if you happen to watch the last royal wedding, you would have heard this hymn as well. It was featured very prominently. The hymn lyrics go, And did those feet in ancient time, walk upon England's mountains green, and was the Holy Lamb of God on England's pleasant pasture seen, I will not cease from mental flight, nor shall my sword sleep in my hand, till we have built Jerusalem in England's green and pleasant land. Now this hymn became very popular during the First World War and it imagines a Christian land where Jesus Christ, Son of God, the Father, reigns supreme. It imagines a land of perfect peace and abundance and charity and joy and all things that are of God. And it imagines that it can be built in our time and by our hands. A Jerusalem built by the hands of men. Now, we Americans have our own hymns and songs that echo that sentiment. The alabaster, alabaster cities gleam, oh beautiful for spacious skies. This imagines a politic similar to that of our English brethren. A new Jerusalem, a city built on the hill. A civilization totally obedient to and in union with the will of God. A land under the reign, protection and prosperity of Jesus Christ. Now, both of these hymns, English and American, imagine a heaven on earth that can and will be built by us, by human hands. We can create utopia. Both propose the idea that heaven can be made in our time and by our efforts. Now, I propose a thesis opposite to that this morning, despite the words of these hymns, despite their wonderful sentiment and despite the great love people have for singing them. I propose that we will never be able to create the visions found in their words and meanings. We will never be able to create Jerusalem on earth. Now, don't throw prayer books or hymnals at me or get mad. I love these hymns. Know this, if I was ever given the opportunity and the privilege to attend an English rugby game, I'd be belting out with the rest of the Englishmen till we have built Jerusalem in England's green and pleasant land. And each and every Wednesday of the academic year, I am privileged, blessed to be able to go sing God Bless America with 180 children. And each and every Wednesday, I have to fight back the tears of pride and of joy that those sweet voices bring to that song and those words. Each year, I look forward with childlike joy to Independence Day and Memorial Day And the opportunity to sing national hymns fills me with pride. But my great love for these national hymns, my prayers, and my desire that the words become reality does not change my thesis. We will never create the visions found in their words and meanings until kingdom come. Paul's words we read in the liturgy this morning come from his great encyclical, the letter to the Ephesians. Paul's letter to the church at Ephesus is not addressed really to that particular church, but rather to the entire universal church spread throughout the world. In Paul's opus about the church, Paul defines clearly what the church is. Paul defines clearly what its purpose serves. Paul defines clearly what her members are to be about, how her members are expected to behave and interact both within and without that community. Paul gives us... A definition and guidebook for what it means to be the ecclesia, the people of God, the body of Christ. Now these last few Sundays we've been rolling through the verses and passages of Ephesians. And we've been hearing a section that is entitled Christian and non-Christian conduct. How Christians should act with one another and how Christians should act in the world outside the church. And today we began our reading of Ephesians with these words. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise men but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Paul clearly understands and clearly believes something we may have forgotten we will never create the visions of heaven on earth we find in our patriotic hymns paul understands knows believes that the world will remain evil until our lord jesus christ returns to judge the quick and the dead paul believes has faith in the very same thing as does saint john our patron who wrote the apocalypse or revelation The world will be under the spell and control and rule of Satan and the forces of evil until kingdom come. We cannot, despite our best and most valiant efforts, create a new Jerusalem. We cannot, despite our most fervent attempts, create heaven on earth. Only Jesus will do that with his return. Until that day, the world belongs to evil and we must be on our guard. Always remembering the days are evil. And that spiritual forces, as St. Peter says, prowl around seeking our ruin and destruction. Paul warns us we cannot assume a godly or right world that will nurture and edify us. I was shocked reading something recently produced by Dartmouth College, a a university of great respect. They published a study that found that youth who regularly view movies with sexual content have a much greater tendency to engage in activities, sexual activities at a younger age. They have more partners and they engage in what researchers refer to as unsafe practices. Now, I want you to think for a minute and take a guess, mental guess, don't everybody shout it out, Guess what percentage of mainstream box office movies produced since 1950 contain sexual conduct, content? 85%. Guess what percentage of G-rated movies? 68. PG movies? 82. What is the cost of this according to Dartmouth College? Children who get into situations they do not know how to handle. They are unprepared to handle. Children who are at a much higher risk of self-worth and self-identity issues. Children whose lives are broken. Children whose lives have a much higher risk of becoming broken before they even understand the consequences of their actions. And their actions do have consequences children who have no idea that virginity is a virtue and a great gift, something to be treasured. And yet, the world is only increasing its appetite for these types of things. The world is obsessed with sexuality, not as a function of a human within proper context, but as the essence of a person's being, of what it means to be human. And it has distorted And perverted what it means to be human. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Another example. I remember two distinct times in my life being shocked with news media coverage when they covered events where businessmen literally leaped off buildings to their deaths. Now both we're on or near wall street the world at large has its religion wall street with its bowling green bull standing godlike over her rites and liturgies and goings on wealth and prosperity are no longer seen as great gifts of god to help the poor and to better civilization affluence is no longer seen as a burden and is a great responsibility but rather the point and purpose and reward of life. He who dies with the most toys wins, it is said, not he who dies giving, having given back the most wins. The standard and measure of a person's worth is no longer his or her contribution to society. The standard and measure of a person's worth is no longer his or her virtue, no longer his or her commitment to family and community. The standard and measure of a person's worth is no longer his or her sacrifice for the good and betterment of others. A man's worth is now cheapened to mean only how much money he has made. We end our reading of Paul's letter this morning. Thus, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart, always and for everything, giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father. Now, when I first read this and was preparing the sermon, my mind was drawn to Prohibition and to the evangelical South who says it is sinful to drink. It is sinful to consume alcohol. Alcohol. Your mind might be drawn to prohibition and those edicts against drinking, but that's not really what the Apostle's speaking of. The idea of getting drunk with wine and being debaucherous, rather, is reveling in the evils of the world, reveling in the philosophies of the world, celebrating a perverted and damaging sexuality, bowing down before the bowling green bull, celebrating selfishness and self-serving acts, reveling in hedonism, Celebrating those things that are not of God. So Paul says, don't do that. Don't bow down before pagan gods. Don't get drunk with the spirits of evil. Rather, address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Paul tells us that instead of celebrating worldly things, we should greet one another and revel with one another in nothing else but church music in hymns and psalms that give thanks to God, that have God as their end and purpose, that praise God, that pray to God, and that our celebrations should always and evermore be focused on God and His salvation in Jesus Christ. When we get together to rejoice, to make feasts, to make merry, it should be centered in Christ and not on the events and the philosophies of the world. We live, beloved, in the Lord Jesus Christ in a world in which the church, in which the wisdom of god has all but lost the last shred of authority and importance we live in a world which rarely you will hear a spiritual song or hymn rarely will you hear that uttered unless you're a rugby fan we live in a world that is drunk with a religion that is not of god so we must remember the instruction of saint paul And while no one will ever build a new Jerusalem free from evil in our time, we should hope, we should live, we should dream for the day when Christ returns. My brothers and sisters, our lives should be a spiritual song. Our lives should be a hymn that glorifies God and puts to flight the evils of our time. Hold fast to the words of Paul. The times are evil. The times will remain evil, so let us be ever on our guard. And I pray, brothers and sisters, that our lives, I pray that our homes, I pray that everything we do is filled with the Spirit of God, with hymns and spiritual songs, and not the religion of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Standing, let us affirm our faith in God and in his holy church.
3: Kneeling, let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant Almighty God that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy. Give us all a reverence, for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours. And grant that we may serve Christ in them, and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles, and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled, and we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. For your handmaids with child, especially Elizabeth Hancock, Kim Johnson, and Jennifer Malone. And for those celebrating birthdays this week, especially Ann Barra and Claire Brewer. Also for those celebrating anniversaries this week, especially Skipper and Sydney Schwarzbeger. For those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, especially Alfredo Adam, Kay Anderson, Donna Applewhite, Beth Boykin, James Ray Bush, Luca Corraldo, Mary Craft, Bill Devers, Ethan Estes Sean Eubanks Linda Fontenot Gracie Galt Michelle Gibson Catlin Graham Hal Hedrick Bill Hurson, Jeff Huffmeister Leroy Jensen Lynn jenkins lindsay Mary Lou Lott Della McAllister Josie McDaniel Faye McGinnis Jean Miller Mike Mink Austin Morgan Mara Murray, Kim Myers, Whitney Pickering, Nedra Pruitt, Jenny Liu Quang, Catherine Rich, Ashley Rogers, Diane Scott, Casey Smith, Don Smith, Ella Smith, Wendy Sneed, Carolyn Ruth Stansel, Deputy Tony Styles, Joyce Thames, Joan Todd, Martha Jane Tyler, Roger Ulmer, Mary Wade, Shirley Waldrop, Dan Walters, Earlene Wright, and Lisa Worrell, for all who suffer from chronic illnesses and for those we now name. For the protection of men and women of our armed forces at home and abroad, especially John Asbell, Louisa Balsazard, Chase Bradshaw, John Brewer, Michael Buesler, Michael Cahill, Mark Carter, Melissa Kleckler, Stan Harris, Jay Holloway, Scott Howell, Eric Jermilla, Walton Lucky, Calvin Powell, Harold Russell, Michael Thomas, Joe Benson, James Warner, Mark Waters, and White Welch. We pray for those who have died in Afghanistan this past month.
2: Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who dost feed the birds and clothe the flowers, and who carest for us as a father for his children, we beseech thee of thy tender goodness to save us from distrust and vain self-concern, that with unwavering faith we may cast our every care on thee and live in daily obedience to thy will. Through thy beloved Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Okay, good morning, everyone, and uh, and, and welcome to St. John's. If uh, if anyone's late for lunch today, it's, it's not my fault. Peace has taken fifteen minutes, so <laughs> I blame you, <laughs> I blame you all, and not me. <laughs> so, welcome to St. John's this morning. It's great to see so many of you out. Uh, as you know, Sunday school started this morning, and we'll kick off our new and exciting uh, curriculum for Sunday school. That uh, the Sunday after Labor Day, I think. Is that yes? The Sunday after Labor Day. So uh, please keep that in mind. Uh, i 'd like to thank everyone who made uh, of the, or the Feast of Saint Mary the Virgin this past Wednesday pop, uh, possible. We had an absolutely lovely evening. It was a night, very nice liturgy uh, exquisite dinner in um, the, the decorations of the, of the parish hall were uh, without match. Uh, it really looked like a beautiful wedding reception in there, uh, and so uh, be sure to thank Carolyn Ruth Stansel for for her day and a half of work in making everything look, look so wonderful. It was a lovely evening, so thank you to all, again, who came and to all who made that possible. Uh, I will uh, ask you to go ahead and put on your calendars or, or look at the Save the Date uh, portion of your bulletin. There's some things coming up, like uh, the next time we get together for a parish family dinner, we'll uh, premiere the EYC Spanish pilgrimage. Uh, then we'll have Youth Sunday coming up and the wine tasting and things like that. So please mark your calendars and make St. John's activities a part of your fall. Um, and it is with, with, with sort of a, a, a bittersweet sentiment today. I, I, I wish to bid Sarah Mabry uh, farewell. She's been with us five years. She's been here longer than I have. In that time, we've seen her get her go through graduate school and get her doctorate. Uh, and this Sunday is her last Sunday with us. She's really become um, a staple and part of our parish family. And she's moving uh, on to Atlanta to begin a voice studio and continue her, her career in opera and, and other, other things other than opera. But uh, it... Man. oh, uh, and, and offer another thing. So, uh, please take some time to, to, to bid her farewell. She really has been a beloved member uh, of our of our parish and, of, and a staple in our choir for for many years now. So, Sarah, we wish you luck and bid you well, and pray God speed. Everybody give Sarah a hug. Um, Again, everyone welcome. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us in offering the sacrifice to God.
1: suffering, he took a cup of wine, and when he had to give thanks, he gave it to him and said, drink this, all of you, this Therefore, according to his command, O oh Father, we remember his death, we proclaim his resurrection, we await his coming in glory, and we offer our sacrifice, praise, and thanksgiving to you, O oh Lord of all, presenting to you from your creation this bread and this wine. We pray you, precious God, who send your Holy Spirit upon these gifts that they may be the sacrament of the body of Christ and his blood. Unite us to your Son in his sacrifice, that we may be acceptable through you, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In the fullness of time, put all things in subjection under your own Christ, and bring us to that heavenly country where with the ever-blessed Virgin Mary, St. John, our patron, and all your saints, we may enter the everlasting heritage of your sons and daughters, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the firstborn of all creation, the head of the church, and the author of our salvation. I remember with me in the end, in the end of the
2: Let us pray. Almighty and ever-living God,
1: his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, be upon you now and